welcome. You're listening to Three Bothered Fathers, where we talk about what it is to be a father in today's society. Please listen, like, and share. God bless. Well, welcome to another episode of Three Bothered Fathers or Bother Fathers. I don't even know. Do we do we have a count? What what is the name of this podcast? What? The, the it's it the the account name is actually officially Bothered Fathers. We used to be the Three Bothered Fathers, and it was easier just to make it Bothered Fathers and have a, a shorter name. And one of us was going to get fired, and so I decided. Oh maybe, yeah, or murdered, or murdered, uh, fired, murdered. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all knew yeah. it was going to be you. Yeah, I'm the one to get murdered. Well, we're glad you're here for the Bothered Fathers uh, podcast, and uh, glad you're still listening. If you're still listening, it means uh, you haven't given up on us, or or you have, and you're doing this to mock us behind our backs. Which, <laughs> in, the, in that in that case, uh, it's nice that you're listening to me, honey. Uh, <laughs> That was a joke about my wife that crashed and burned just like my marriage. So I'm going to let that one go. And uh, no, our marriage is solid. We uh, we talk to each other every three. We talk to each other every four days. Which is interesting since you're quarantined in the house together that you're able to do that every four days. Oh, yeah. I made her live in the basement and it's a crawl space. So. You know, yesterday <laughs> I, I asked my kids if I could get another wife. I said, you know, mom and I are getting a lot of time together. You think I have enough time to add another wife to the mix? <laughs> You're losing your so, mind. <laughs> I ain't losing my mind. Oh, man. Well, we are in, uh, I don't know, what what is this, day 90, 88, 78 of the COVID pandemic. I think day we're going six, on. Six, six. <laughs> Every day, 666. Six, six. Yeah, we are. We are in, uh, well, we sort of the uh, stay-at-home, safer-at-home, social distancing stuff mid-March, and this is uh, mid-late March. So, yeah, we're going over a month of this, and uh, I, if you're listening to us, you probably are here. And so uh, we hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe, and uh, let's just do what we normally do. We're going to kind of catch up, let you know what's been going on in our world and then we're going to talk uh, about our topic for the night or morning or whenever you're listening to this. So, uh, Drew, what, what's new in your world? Well, uh, nothing. nothing's new. Uh, was it last week we had all those tornadoes come through town? Yes, it was last, uh, last Sunday, the yeah. Easter Sunday for Protestants for you. Yeah, That's so right. that was pretty terrifying we had one come pretty close to the house um spent the majority of the night in our little crawl space area and i hear there's supposed to be bad storms coming tonight um but we just need to stop doing podcasts then yeah because see if for folks don't know we had a podcast recorded that night but because the tornadoes were hitting that night uh it did not go over whether it was a lot of crying (laughs) and screaming on it well, well, we so were recording, and I said, I said, folks, I said, there's a tornado coming right towards the house. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was crazy. A lot of, uh, there was some that came near our house, but um, 
it's been for our city we're in cleveland drew and i are in cleveland tennessee it, uh, it was it's, it was good to see a lot of folks the very next day in the midst of this sort of, you know, show, social distancing thing. People were out there hugging each other, lifting each other up. It was great. Yeah, so it's good to see good to see people still acting like humans and not robots. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a human. I'm an alien. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's going fine. I'm I'm still working. Thankfully, I'm. I'm scared every day that I'm not going to be able to work anymore because uh, then I don't know what I'll do. Um, You'd have to deal with your family directly, face to face. Well, You'd have to meet your son for the first time. No, I, I think <laughs> I'd probably go sell my soul to the devil to. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. But uh, I don't know. Fair, I mean, it's. Fair. I mean, it's. it's Everything's the same. We went to Walmart for the first time in five weeks on Sunday um, because the online ordering was not working. So that was the first time I had been in a store in five weeks. I I put on my N95 mask and I put on my rubber gloves and we went in there like the apocalypse. And I would say 10% of people were wearing a mask. Uh, the other 90%, it appeared that they did not know there was a pandemic going on. and uh, <laughs> We're just actively coughing in each other's faces. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, everything's pretty much the same right now. I mean, just really stuck at home, not much to do. What about y'all? Karen? Well, it, you know, since the last time we talked, it's... Uh, you know, like Drew said, it's not much going on other than same old, same old. Um, this past uh, this past week, Henry and I, um, the house that we we live in, had, had, when we got it, had a lot of spare wood for some reason, and so Henry and I decided uh, today is Earth Day. So, congratulations, Earth! You win. Humans are losing, but uh, yeah. so, <laughs> Earth is yeah. kicking our butts. <laughs> But uh, our our just whooped our eyes. But so yeah, we uh, so Henry and I took that. We made a pretty good sized little container garden out of some stuff, and going to uh, use that to plant some herbs and medicinal medicine and and stuff like that. Since they won't let us in the hospitals anymore, so I'm going to grow a bunch <laughs> of stuff that uh, that maybe will heal me if I need it. But yeah, so we did that. We've been making the most out of that kind of stuff, bike rides, going for walks, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I guess, you know, Drew mentioned the job, the job issue. You know, you see all these reports on uh, the news and when you read about just, uh, oh my gosh, so many people, some of our listeners may have experienced some job losses. I mean, it makes sense. You close down businesses and close down the country and stop commerce and economies and uh, you're going to have, you're going to have just records of unemployment and, you know, but it's interesting you know, this, this past week, my wife, uh, she found out that she was going to be furloughed, uh, for at least 90 days, uh, temporarily laid off. And, you know, there's, we're hoping that she can, she'll be able to go back after 90 days. The, the company is going to reassess everything after 90 days, but, you know, it's, um, if things don't get better then you know, we'll just have to take that, which, uh, for those who don't know, I, I, it's interesting. I, back uh, about six or seven months ago, I decided to be, a, you know, I, I thought I had a great idea that it'd be a good time to quit my job March 1st. And I did. And then, 
later <laughs> Corona hit. So, uh, so, uh, so yeah, we're. How's that? Uh, how's that? How's that Enron stock going? By the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, maybe I should put other things besides herbs in there in that container garden. But breaking bad. Uh, it's it, it was it was obviously very disheartening and and a you know rough day on Monday, of course, uh, just to sort of hear that news and uh, you know and we, the company had no choice. I mean, good good gosh, all these companies and businesses have no choice. They can't pay their bills and. You know, people are the first to go uh, just because it's the highest expense typically is your staff. And and but it it was disheartening. But at the same time, we were uh, we were, uh, I don't know, encouraged to know that, okay we're going to be okay You know, we're fine. We have a roof overhead. We have food on the table. We have we have resources. We're okay. Um, she married a man that's willing to scheme and do whatever it takes to get through it. No, uh, so we're uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be later stealing for all that Walmart order from Drew. Uh, but we're uh, all right. we're actually really blessed. We're looking at as a, maybe this is just an extended vacation for the whole family and make the most out of it and just sort of uh, just kind of see where God leads us. So yeah, that's sort of what's been going on in my world. Uh, just uh. A, at some point, I'll be living in a van down by a river. That's my dream hey, location. That's all right. <laughs> location, location. Yeah, it's all about the location. Well, uh, I mean, Johnny. Oh, let's see. And I should point out to our listeners that John is now a YouTube star. It's up to it's a. As we were talking, I checked, you know, because of the vanity of my soul. I wanted to see how many <laughs> listens we had. And uh, we're up to 700 views. You know, that's that's the most popular I've been since I uh, since I slept with the gym teacher in high school. So. <laughs> yeah. Mr. McCormick, man, he got fired over there. That's horrible. <laughs> well, hell, you know, true love. <laughs> no. Yeah, I recorded a uh, – so – I took my uh, guitar and recorded a uh, bluegrass version of the Orthodox Paschal hymn, and uh, I think Orthodox were happy to see it. Of course, I think any other year it wouldn't have been very popular, but because people have nothing else to do, they was kind of like, oh, look at this guy. He can play guitar. Um, and so, it, yeah, it became a little popular. So, that yeah, that was my week. We planted, um, I think I've said, you know, planting gardens. We talked about that. It's important. I think, honestly— not, I'm not a doomsdayer, but I think it's good to have uh, your own food supply of some sort controlled. Um, and so we've got a garden, but then we planted the front beds with some trees, and that was nice. And then um, what else? We had uh, Pascha this weekend, which ended Lent, um, which means I'm eating meat again, which means I've been in the bathroom a lot again. <laughs> uh, no, nothing's new. I mean, uh, my wife is uh, – She's uh, working half hours, so we've kind of experienced the hit as well from the financial impact of this virus. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us are um, in a position where it's becoming increasingly harder and harder to stay positive amidst uh, some really bad news that seems to be coming out. And, uh, you know, many have likened this thing to a war. Uh, and which I have to admit personally, I find that language very dangerous. Anytime we've declared war on something, 
um, it usually just becomes an excuse to do whatever the hell we want to do, no matter the cost to anyone else's life. And so, um, I look at Afghanistan, the war on terror has gone terribly. And so, uh, when they declared war on a virus, I thought that's, that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh, and, just sit on a, uh, we'll go to a hospital and have a, a, a big banner behind him that says mission accomplished May 1st. <laughs> like, yeah. Aircraft here. yeah. Yeah. I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to ride through the, <laughs> ride through the streets of Washington, D.C. With a, <laughs> I, I, Trump preparing Trump and his staff are preparing for this by watching reruns of ER. So I think they're ready to go. <laughs> Dude, I actually think that's where he's been getting these ideas from. <laughs> he's just watching ER and Doogie Howser run. Write it down. What did George Clooney say? What did he say? What did he say? Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, – and that's why we wanted to kind of address is uh, we've tried to talk about some things from a more positive perspective. And uh, tonight it's just sort of uh, – yeah, we're, uh, we're, the bothered fathers have become bothered, extra bothered, super bothered. That's a nice episode. Super bothered, bothered fathers, bothered. So, so prepare yourself for a mental enema if you uh, <laughs> if you stick with it tonight. <laughs> so, well, I'll start with you, Drew. What's bothering you most about this whole thing? Man, I'm so bothered, and I'm also a father. <laughs> That's how- <laughs> I'm a super every podcast is so I'm so bothered. <laughs> I'm so bothered. No, so I don't. Bothered. I don't know. It's you know that happening to you, Jared. Uh, it really. It I don't know. It's it's you, darned if you do, darned if you don't. You know, you're either going to get the coronavirus and die, or you're going to starve to death. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Really, I mean, really. Well, what's your chance if you're starving to death? If you're starved, what's your chances of living versus your chances of living with the coronavirus? What What's the mortality rate for coronavirus, John? I know you know this. It's like what two percent or something. Well, it varies because we're finding out that the virus now was here longer than we realized. They confirmed a day that there was a February 6th death in California, and so um, much earlier than people thought. So who knows what the death rate of this thing is? I mean, I know that, you know, you mentioned starving to death, and we were kind of, um, as we were preparing our notes for the show, uh, prior, we Jared brought up the fact, yeah, by notes, we mean eating granola and... <laughs> Uh, and trying to, spend time. I wish you actually could. We should start recording the pre pre show. You, you wouldn't listen to anything we said if you heard the pre show. It sounds like a bunch of eight year old morons trying to work technology. And so, <laughs> who's recording this? I don't know how to record this. Uh, I think it's working. Uh, John, you know, hold on. Uh, And then the flute. <laughs> <laughs> Who played the flute? Yeah, I can't play an instrument. I think the flute should come out whenever somebody goes on a rant. That's how the rant. Works. Yeah. 
No, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, man. When I went to Walmart and I realized that, you know, 90% of people don't even care. It's like nothing ever, nothing's changed for these people. And I, I, I truly think that the way we fight this virus is not shut down the economy and and make everyone lose their job. It's just freaking make people wear a mask. Make it mandatory mandatory to wear a mask if you're in public. If you get caught without a mask in public, you get a fine or something like that. And you gotta listen to that flute flute solo. <laughs> and and let people go back back to their normal business. Um I don't know. I really don't know. I, I I can't read the news because I get depressed and I start worrying. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I oh, it's yeah. The news the news cycle is horrible. It's so horrible. You talk about bothersome. It's just and you can't. I don't know if you all have had this experience, but like this thing to me has exposed just how messed up the media in our society is. And I, I'm not saying that conservative or liberal. I'm saying it seems like you can't trust anyone. Uh, you know, you've got, and it just, you can't re and, and, and part of me I'm bothered by is the fact that news companies are profiting off of this, right? Record yes. ratings, yes. Record, record ratings. ratings. And then you go, well, is it in their best interest to give hope and comfort to people? No, they don't, uh, they don't uh, care. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's profiting off of this, except for the 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 normal, the people, common man, the people that people. need it. Yeah, the people that need it. I mean, I, I think that if I'm I'm going to align with John on that one. That there's many things I'm bothered by by this whole thing, but the news, the news, the the way the our news outlets, whether it's local news outlet, whether it's national news outlet, whether it's a liberal news outlet, whether it's conservative news outlet, whether it's a national or internet whatever it has been it has been so frustrating to see the a it's obvious which side they're on based on what the angle they're pushing and b i i do think there's an angle to this in the sense that if people are home and they're worried and they're scared they're going to read the news more and it it does it has increased their ratings and and so why wouldn't you want to continue to push that negative narrative to sort of feed off people's fear Right. And that's been that's disheartening because you know the truth is we need we need a fair honest news uh, media we need it as Americans because that's how that's always sort of been a a, a hidden estate within our government within our country within our culture that's allowed us to sort of thrive and speak truth to power and to expose the seedy side of 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 politicians or corporations i mean you know they're the ones that bring out things like you know okay from watergate to back in the 20s with the food epidemic of 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 people you know packing poison food in their um in the slaughterhouses to i mean you go on and on and on and on about how the news has done is is so crucial and vital and and now we're in a time where data facts um rationality and logic are so needed, and it's like, no, let's just go the complete opposite way, and let's just put a talking head in a tiny box, and let's just say whatever we can to get clickbait, to get watch bait, to do whatever. And people are people are falling for it. People are li living into it. I, my mom, 
like I said before, she lives in my basement because, uh, you know, when you, oh God, I guess now she's the primary breadwinner with her minor social security disability checks. But, so, Heck yeah. Uh, she, uh, you know, she Champion. tells me the other day, she, she calls me up and says, Jared, uh, uh, your cousin said that he saw on the news that we're going to have to uh, stockpile for 50 days. So we, do we need to go to the store, get 50 days worth of stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> good gosh, no. And it's just, it's causing a lot of just uh, panic and despair. And it's that that's going to have a consequence. Yeah. That, that's another thing that bothers me. It's instead of coming together, I mean, this is just obviously my opinion, but this has been going on far too long. Instead of coming together as a people, it's you're either on the right or you're on the left. And it's nothing but bitter hatred and bickering and complaining on both sides and right it's so tiresome i'm so sick of it it is because you're looking for you're looking for something to give you a sense of direction in terms of like what and it's so interesting because if you follow the news cycle and i kind of like daily rotate through various uh, sources from cons- obvious conservative to obvious liberal to sort of hidden agendas, I would say. And if you read these things, it's it's just it's so it's so interesting. I mean, um, you can't even get a sense of sometimes you can't even get a sense of what our president is saying if you read the news. You have to actually go read the actual transcript to get a sense because. First of all, he's crazy. The man, I mean, my God, can we, okay, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Um, If you are actually comforted by his voice at these press conferences, you have something wrong with you. And I'm not saying his politics, I've had things that I think he does great, but the fact that our president who is providing a voice of hope and rationale is Donald Trump uh, is astounding to me. It's astounding to me. I'm bothered by that, that. I can't even listen to our own president. We don't have FDR during this crisis. We don't have a smooth, calm voice. We don't even have We're, Gerald Ford. <laughs> yeah, I would take Gerald Ford. Give me anybody. Give me, I mean, good night. I, I would seriously, ta- like, I'd take Al Gore at this point. Just something. <laughs> man, bear about that. <laughs> man bear pig. Take my man bear pig. Um, but, I, I mean, okay. really, like, read the quotes. And you go, like, what is he even saying? What's going – like, the whole thing has got me going. Like, what's even going on? And uh, I think it's for, – for me personally, it's a sense of groundlessness, you know, not just, like, only in the world. Uh, but then, you know, you know, having your finances upended like we have to seeing how uh, – Certain problems that are always there, like Drew said, the problem versus you know the the left versus right horse crap that's always been around. You know, it seems to be getting stronger and stronger every year. To see that bickering, political bickering, uh, shade a pandemic is just so troubling. And then you throw in this whole bailout, stimulus, small business crap, and you're like, my God! Like, I mean, it just seems like you can't even trust. Uh, what's happening there. And I don't know if you followed the news on that, but 
I mean, you're having companies who did not need the money get the get this money. Harvard got some of the bailout money for small businesses. Yes, yes, now they're going to yes. give it back because they were pressured. Ruth's Chris, I've been to a Ruth's Chris. Like they're getting bailout. I mean, uh, big banks are profiting off this. Big banks are now profiting, getting basically getting a percentage of the loans that are coming from the federal government to these small businesses. The banks are profiting off of it. And so yeah. you've got – and then Walmart, Walmart getting richer. Like the world needs Walmart to get richer. We do. We need it. We need more Walmarts because without more Walmarts, there's less lower back tattoos and That's right. less mullets <laughs> yeah, walking so, around. Yeah. It's, so. it's like this, okay? We're – we the people, the people who work a normal job and make a normal living – we're supposed to be responsible with our finances and and you know save up six months of expenses and and uh, you know so if we lose our job, which in this country unfortunately is also tied to our health care, um, so I won't even get into that. Oh no, because I will get. Oh no, upset. you no. Oh no, you did. Oh no, so we're supposed to be responsible, but oh okay, so. The big businesses who, you know, pay their CEOs, you know, far, 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 far. And I'm not talking about just a little bit above the average worker. If you look at a graph uh, from, you know, what CEOs earn compared to the average worker, you know, 40, 50 years ago to the discrepancy now, the gap now, it's unbelievably huge. Um it has I mean, it's 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 like it's like our brother James's teeth gap. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, it, but, that's the part that is very. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. Yeah, it, it it bothers me because they're getting bailed out, and you know we're we're. I mean, we got a little check, but I mean, let's be honest. What's what was it? Twelve hundred dollars. What's that going to do? That's that'll pay. That might pay somebody's rent for a month. Um, I just yeah. It, a lot it, of people were using that. It, what was the, one of the first things that came out when they saw that was a lot of people were using that to pay food bills and pay. I mean, it wasn't like a oh, I'm gonna go out and buy a boat kind of thing. It was okay, good. I can you know cover rent or cover cover food bills, which is a, a sad sign. And this is another thing that sort of bothers me when we talk about this sort of this discrepancy. We've already known that sort of income increasing, uh, you know, the, the take-home pay for the average American has not, has been stagnant or or lower, depending upon your, you know, if you're middle class or lower, Wall Street Journal had a thing about this a couple weeks ago about basically over the last many years, you've actually seen a decrease in your take-home pay uh, opposed to those at the top. And, 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 because of this crisis that sort of hit, you know, we're starting to see more and more people lose their jobs, and we're starting to see the people who are losing their jobs, uh, a majority of them who have lost their jobs are people from the lower income bracket, and they're typically people who are younger, and they're typically people who are, uh, are a minority. Um, and so it's like not only are these typical people groups already on an uphill climb, um, now with this sort of – consequence of shutting everything down all at the same time uh, across the board it 
it has it has just furthered that divide and it's made a lot of people angry we're starting to see protests people protesting and i don't i don't know i'm not saying the protests are good or bad just because i i see why i see why people do it and i see why people criticize it i get that but i i i do think there's a level of anger out there there's a level of despair and not having the proper data and not and not trusting your government officials to make the right decision in this time, which is so crucial, it, it's it's not helping the situation. It's just making it worse. Right. Well, and it's it's all tied together because, like, you're offering this substantial data-driven, factual critique of the inequality, economic inequality that exists in our country. Like, stick your head in the sand if you don't see it kind of data, right? I mean, it's so obvious. But if you voice this concern – You now have said, you know, instead of it being a statement of fact versus not fact, it is now, oh, well, you're being critical of X, Y, or Z. And so now the critique then becomes of these opinions political, not factual. They become uh, ideological. And it's an it's and then you you then put this these kind of conversations into a world where people aren't going to discuss them rationally. They're going to discuss them ideologically. They're going to discuss them. So no one's listening. No, our, I mean, my God, have you seen the bickering and the, the the arguing between the Republicans and the Democrats in the House and in the Senate over this? And it's ridiculous. It's all a big show because at the end of the day, their buddies, their corporate lobbyists, the sponsors of their campaigns, they're going to win out and the average person will not. And so the, the cycle will continue until – I mean honestly, I'm not asking for social upheaval. Uh, I kind of like – I would like things to continue peacefully in this country. But I certainly think people are starting to get the sense that like, my god, anytime there's a crisis, I get screwed and the, and the person at the top doesn't. Uh, and it's not like we're getting equally screwed. I'm getting screwed, and that person is now making money. I mean they're actually getting richer. And uh, I mean, there there are some ways that I mean we have to start thinking sensibly. And as uh, I mean, I think to turn it into our listening group of fathers, uh, I mean, y- you can't. Uh, I think it's. I would say it's okay to be pissed off about all this, especially yeah, if you I, lost I, your job. I, be you're allowed yeah, to be I, pissed. Be pissed. I think you that's know? the and, one thing. I think that's the one thing. Sorry, I think that's the one thing that. You know, for you know, we are father fathers, so we target fathers. And the one thing I would like to encourage fathers with is the reason we call this father fathers is because it's I we live in a world that says if you don't accept the status quo, you don't accept what we're telling you, you you are something wrong with you, or you're not allowed to be too angry, you're not allowed to do this. You're you're supposed to toe the line, be happy, be pleasant, smile, be Mister Rogers as you enter to a room. But in this situation, uh, I think there's a powder keg developing, especially among the fathers that I talk to and see uh, through social media and things like that, where they're they're wanting to be bothered by this, but they feel like if they're bothered by this, they're going to insult like a, a an essential worker, or they're going to insult a healthcare worker, or they're going to insult someone who's you know who's in the high risk category. And my my thing to the, to you is to say, hey. This situation stinks for everybody, from the frontline yeah. worker yeah. to the person who lost let's, their job this week, let's see. to the kid that is stuck at home. It sucks for everybody. Yeah, let's see how how fathers become very bothered when it's their kids who are going hungry. Right. 
Right. Yes. Or, you know, or finding out that, I mean, it's, it's, it's very real. And I think, you know, this is, I think it's a great point here that this idea that we can't voice our opinion, we can't be upset about these things because, you know, we've got to just keep towing the line and doing what we're told. You know, I, I have to say that, you know, um, when I saw, uh, when Allison, you know, when we took a huge hit financially, um, for Allison's pay getting cut and uh, me being in school and all these things happening, you know, and then you see the and sign your gambling addiction. and my gambling addiction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God. Well, let's be real. They hell of a drug. They've canceled the dog races, but uh, <laughs> that sucks. But no, when you see these things happening to you personally, right. And the people you love, like loved ones losing jobs and finding out that people are, I mean, they're in the throes of it. And then you see a sign that says, you know, stay at home, do your part, stay at home, do your part. And it's like, I mean, I've done more than my part. You're, you're now, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a feeling of like, where's my voice in this? And not that again, like I, I'm appreciative of our healthcare, and you know what? The truth of the matter is, is at least in where I'm at, I mean, Tennesseans have done their part in trying. I mean, we have not destroyed our healthcare system. You know, we have done our part. I know most people I know personally have stayed at home. They're not. I mean, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You got to stay at home, and so people are doing their part. But at some point, the pressure starts to build on you, and I think uh, we're entering into a phase where people are going. Uh, I mean, I, what's the future look like? I mean, can we just can like? There's no way we can continue to go like this. And uh, no, not without not without other and more dire consequences. And that's where that's where as as fathers, as we sit there and you go through this, and you know, this week we we hear the, the news, the unpleasant news of of my spouse being furloughed and and. And having to deal with the consequence of that, and yes, I can be bothered by it, but also have to be. I'm positive about it. I, I actually am. I think I, I have. I have. A, I'm a man of faith, and I have faith in God or any God. Which God? Listen to me. Which God? Yeah. Whichever one you like for the day. But, which one's gonna? Which one's gonna end this pandemic? <laughs> and and I think that's sort of yeah. I'm praying to all of them from from God to other God to Buddha to Jehovah Witness God. To, uh, <laughs> Mormon's God. Uh, I've been, I've been Tom Brady, pan, pan, pan God, pan the goat God, pan, uh, and, I, and, and then I'm able to sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Able to be positive about it, but I, I think that's where uh, the one area that, as 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 a bothered father, that you can take this sort of negative frustration and say, okay, God. I'm gonna release it and give it to you, and it is frustrating. I I know I'm very frustrated that the churches closed down so quickly, and 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 many churches are trying to do their best, but at the same time, uh, I'm also frustrated that uh, that you that that it happened the way it did, and and without I don't want to get into it, but it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of frustration with that also, and I can be mad at the church, I can be mad at the hospitals, I can be mad at I can be mad at the government. I can be mad at my wife. I can be mad at the businesses. I can be mad at the the bats that gave us corona. I can be mad at a lot of things. But as we sort of begin to wrap this up, I, I do want to say um, 
and the frustration that we all feel. And there's a lot to be frustrated with. And we can go on and on and on about this. And I know that you can too. But there is hope in the sense that I, I am learning. I used to say that a lot. I used to say to people in times of stress, there is always hope. Uh, and sometimes I think I said that with an understanding, okay, exactly what I mean. And I think I'm getting to the point where I understand it from the point of view. There's hope because God is the creator of the day. Today is my day that I am to worry about because it has enough troubles for itself. Today is the day that I'm dealt with. And if I am to trust God as the birds trust God uh, uh, to, to provide, um, it's going to require me. Yes, I'm going to be bothered. Yes, I'm going to be frustrated. But I, I, can, I cannot channel that and bring it out on my wife and my kids. Uh, I think a lot of men get frustrated and they don't know how to deal with it. So tonight we have been expressing our frustration. To me, that's the best way with a group of men that you trust to express your frustration. But I'm hoping that it's you're a not lot, holding lot. it and you're not holding it in to the point where it's giving you ulcers, that you're not holding in, that you're yelling at your wife, that you're hiding from your family, or that you're starting to, you know, find other addictions from alcohol to porn to whatever. And so I think that's the that's the interesting about being a bothered father is it is okay to be a bothered father, but don't because it allows it to sort of come out and you learn to sort of trust in that in that sort of attitude. Sorry, John, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say you you you, you stole my thunder. I was gonna say don't don't masturbate to get rid of this uh <laughs> to get rid of your frustration. I'm uh, bothered, wife. Shut the door. <laughs> I heard Vaseline stock was going through the roof right now. Um, and so, yeah, no, I mean, no, it's, it's good. It's, you've got to vent, you've got to vent these things. Oh, and, um, you know, and we've not made any comment on this podcast and I don't think, um, and it's funny because each, all three of us have taken different approaches to how we handle the pandemic from, a, I mean, I know Drew has been, uh, m- much more at home. Uh, I've, Jared has done his approach. I've done my approach. Uh, you know, I wear a mask sometimes, most of the time, sometimes I don't. And, uh, so we're, we're not critiquing anyone's approach to anything, but we are saying whatever, whatever is going on, you're allowed to be mad. In fact, if you're not bothered by this, you're some sort of like, I think you're a false pseudo saint. Um, I think you're, I think you're delusional or you're lazy. That's the other. Okay, before we get into the hope part, one last bother thing. I'm bothered by people who are enjoying this. How dare you enjoy this? <laughs> oh. Enjoy your vacation. But I see too many people out there saying this is great. I'm having a time of my life. Please understand this, folks. There are literally millions of children in danger because of this. There are literally around the world children in danger from starvation. We have children in our own country in danger from starvation and abuse. Abuse abuse hotlines for children have actually went down. That's not a good thing because they normally don't go down. The only time they go down is when kids go home for the summer, which means that the caregivers, like school caregivers and other outside caregivers, are there to witness the abuse and able to report it. They're, they're not being reported. But what is being reported? Domestic assault cases. So we know people are assaulting each other, hurting each other, and children have no voice. So if you're sitting there telling tell everyone this is a great thing because I get to stay home and watch Netflix and chill and all these different things, then you're a fool. And, and, and because you don't understand that there are people out there suffering, there are people out there hurt, that people are losing their livelihood, people are losing, going to lose their homes, and that children, children are going to literally starve to death around this world. And so while you sit there and you enjoy this, pity on you. All right, go ahead. Dang, Play that flute. Ready. Where's my flute? I was getting I ready. I need my flute. Hold on a second. 
That's a nervous flute right there. <laughs> Man, well, I was getting ready to say how much I'm enjoying this, but I think that's, bad time, so. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I've grilled out. I've eaten outside twice in a row. I've, I've prayed more. Out of this, but enjoying this and wanting other people to enjoy it for the oh, sake. Oh man. No, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. There is a difference between saying this is fun, as opposed to saying I've taken advantage of this opportunity to grow and to enjoy life. Uh, but because you're talking about people who are hedonists, saying, "Oh, this is just great! I get to catch them on Netflix and chill and do nothing," like that's callous and ridiculous. Like uh, as opposed to saying, "I." I hate this situation but i have taken advantage of it um and i also think it goes back i I tell you what i'm bothered by just like just go get stop posting your opinion on facebook about this i'm not even on social media anymore and i can hear your stupidity even though i don't see it like i can go outside and i can hear your dumb opinions like nobody needs to hear it on facebook uh except this one subscribe share and like bother father but uh, everyone else is an idiot. And so, I mean, it, you really, it, it, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Jared. It's, it's troublesome to find people who want to take, and I think they do it in a way to almost rub it into your face. Like, why are you so bothered by this? Like, shouldn't you just enjoy it? Just, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's like, no, it's not fine. Uh, there, I mean, I read today about the 5 million children in Sudan that are going to be affected by this. We're not talking about like go hungry. We're talking about starving to death in countries like this. Like, and so this economic shutdown to save people's lives has another end to it. Uh, lives, there will be lives saved, but there's going to be. We don't know uh, what you would call the sort of cost advantage. Uh, you know, we don't know which end of the equation is going to be heavier uh, or lacking, and so. Um, just be careful having uh, an opinion in any context that sort of makes you look like a jackass later. Um, and uh, I, But I do think there's hope. I think the hope is always in God. And honestly, that is the thing that I have gained from this more than anything is I am praying more, like Drew said. I am spending more time with my family. And um, I am learning. There are things that God is teaching all of us through this if we would listen. Um, but just because God's teaching us something doesn't mean you should be like, oh, I'm just fine with this. I'm just, this is fun. You know, we, we finished Pascha last weekend, you know, and, uh, you know, you read the scriptures for, for Holy Wednesday and Holy Thursday. Jesus is bothered by the cross, the prospect of having to go and suffer. You know, Father, take this cup from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. And so, I think we have to have that approach of having joy and peace, but simultaneously being grieved and being bothered that people suffer because of this. And it's okay. If you're listening to this and you're mad, don't, don't listen to the media that says you should feel guilty or the, you know, the people who say, do your part and you know, shut your mouth. It's like they're callous and they're morons. Don't listen to them. They're still getting paid, by the way. You might not be. And um, 
Yeah, have hope. Have hope. Have hope in the things that you know will be there, like your faith, like those that love you. And uh, I really do know we're going to get out on the other side of this. I heard somebody say the other day that uh, every day, every day we are one step closer to the end of this. Whenever that is, we're at least one day closer. And so if that's all you have to hold on to, hold on to that. Anything else, guys? Because we're going to wrap this up and no, I, I agree. That's, that would be my thing. You you heard the frustration in my voice, but please know that frustration is not out of the sense of anger for myself. It's a frustration for others, and I I want people to know that that yeah, like John said, there is there is hope. You know, like the the, the gospel tells us that God provides God provides all our needs and what we need and 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 when we need it and because God is a that understands time, understands where we are in that place, our place and time. And yeah, some some people look like they get more than others, but in the end, God will provide what you need. And just like God provides the food for the birds in the air, God will provide for you. So just know that yeah. God will provide. God does provide. And whether you need peace, whether you need uh, uh, forgiveness, whatever you need, God does provide. Flute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was your hint. Uh, we need flute. the flute, boy. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Play us out on the flute. Let's end on the flute. Well, welcome, and uh, we're we're glad you listened with us, and please enjoy your. <laughs> I said welcome. <laughs> yeah, Let's do that again. I'll cut that at the end, and then play the flute again, and he'll he'll say some words over it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, we appreciate you listening with us tonight, and we uh, hope you have a good evening. God bless you. We are Bother Fathers. Thanks for listening. Join us next week when we continue the conversation on being a father in today's world. Again, this is Three Bothered Fathers. Thanks for listening.